Calling all beans, y'all. Let's get it. Welcome back to Calling All Beings. I'm your host, DJ San Marco, along with my co-host. What's this man's name? Nathan, y'all. That's what I'm saying. Nathan <laughs> Owen. <laughs> What's up? NFT Nathan is in the building, and we got our associate producer backstage. We finna introduce her, and her name is Akashi Chris. Yes. The one and only. But I'll tell you what, man. We got a special guest. I'll tell you what, Nathan. Mm-hmm. I... On the same day that I first messaged this gentleman to come on the show, I messaged the press secretary for Joe Biden, and they got back to me the same day uh, that Mattaluni did. So it, it basically it took an analogous amount of time to try to book President Biden as it did to book I Mike Mattaluni. But it's it's all worth it, man. He's, He's so a- handsome. I'm so jealous. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love this guy. I love his vibe, his show. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Kristen Mattaluni. So let's bring him on. Yes. All right, party people, put those hands together for UCR's own, the Singularity Lab's own, Kristen Mataluni's own, Mr. Singularity Mike, Michael Mataluni, yes! Put those hands together, Nathan, where you at? Michael Mataluni. What did I walk into? I'm just excited. Okay, here's the reason I'm excited. First of all, because you, you, gentle, you, we have a scholar and a, and a mm, gentleman. I don't know. Meet, meet him. Yeah, we have a scholar and a, and a very exuberant friend of mine. And I just wanted to say cheers to you guys. I was excited to take off the tie. I was excited to kick back and relax. And um, and and here we are. So thank you so much for this. This is great. I'll tell you what. Welcome. The most handsome Italian brother in hashtag UFO Twitter right here, man. I'm I, I don't know about that, but like, what I do know is that the uh, the bald head goes a long way, as you've been obviously experimenting with. I have, yeah. Unfortunately, not by choice. Uh, I'd rather look like <laughs> Artemis's uh, boyfriend, Josh, but, you know, such is life. So, uh, <laughs> Great hair. Great hair. Another one of my crushes, right Josh. <laughs> yeah, he does, man. He looks heart bubble emoji for Josh. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, <laughs> it's an honor. Uh, all kidding aside, it's an honor to have you, sir. Uh, regardless if it took me as long to get a hold of you as That's it took me to get a hold of see. President Biden. You need to stop. That was not that difficult. We we literally we you you reached out to me and then yes yes I agreed and then what did I do? I forgot. I did. But that doesn't mean that I wasn't uh, thinking about you the whole time. Okay. Well, I, I, I appreciate that, that I was still in your thoughts and uh, I, I, you know what, but I want, we got to do an addition, an audition right here for Luis before we get going. So we're going to try it again. Okay. We're in the hospital. It's Godfather one. You're Michael Corleone and you're wheeling Don Corleone to another room because of the fact that, uh, you know, the bad, the, the hospital's emptied out. There's no security and they're coming to kill Don Corleone, and I'm Enzo the Baker. So I come upstairs, and okay, here you are. You're wheeling the Don. You're going to, and this is just a setup for me and Luis. You know that he's going to do a scene with me, okay? Right. From Godfather Two, but that's beside the point. Right. All right, so here you go. So you're wheeling your father, and I'll be like, and you, who are you? 
You're asking who I am. Come on. Go. Oh, who are you? Who who, who are you? Uh? I, I, I'm Enzo, the baker. I come. I, I, I bring a cake. And you're like, what did I say again? I bad things about going down here, man. About to be trouble here. About to be trouble. It's trouble on the way. Oh, if there'll be trouble, I stay. For your father. For your father. So. Why? <laughs> all right. What it's like with me, Michael. I, whenever I'm with DJ, we're doing the same. It's the same thing. So It's all good, man. It's all good. Let's get it. All right. All right. We're going to. Okay. We're going to get serious now. It's a mama me. We're going to start. My paisan. Uh, Madaluni, we're going to start talking about some serious stuff here. So we are my, so serious. Yes, we're going to get serious, man. Can we talk about Baby Yoda okay. too? <laughs> baby? Absolutely. Baby Yoda is going to come so in, awesome. man. The beautiful, the amazing, the positive, mm-hmm. the incomparable Akashi Chris is going to come in. But uh, nonetheless, um, right now, Mike, I have been sort of looking into this notion of singularity in anticipation of you coming on. Mm. And as far as I can tell, if I understand this correctly, if I were to come to the Singularity Lab, I would come to the Singularity Lab. You make sure that I'm divorced. I emerge single. That makes me eligible as far as I understand your theory for hybridization. You could send me out. When the ETs show up, you, you have me breed with one of theirs. And, uh, and that's the, the whole idea is to, to promote singularity, therefore, that I can sort of procreate with an extraterrestrial <laughs> That's right. Is any of that incorrect? That's right. That's right. Well, that's that's the entire arc of the 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 series. But thank you for ruining it for uh, everyone because we, we I, I what I attempt to do is build on on this concept, but you've just destroyed the entire uh, the entire arc of the show. So thank you for that. It was good good Let's to see be if here. my wife. Need- Kati, can you grab me a tissue? <laughs> I think I think she's out getting a Grimaldi's right now, so we can't. But. Uh, but anyway, I kid, of course. That is that is that is not that is not the uh, the theme of the show per se. Now, uh, we explore the unknown as well. So, for me to for me to outhandedly outright just just throw that to the ground, I I couldn't do it because that's we're we're very open to the possibilities at the Singularity Lab. Mm. Okay, well, hey, like to bring me some evidence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bring me data. We need more data. I, I want to be able to put it on the center's desk and go there. I proved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Nathan, mm-hmm. it's your turn. Go ahead, sir. It's all about, uh, yeah, I mean, Michael, my, my sort of burning question here is, uh, you know, do you guys keep the headphones on, Kristen and Michael, when you just, the, I know the bedroom's right there, right? So <laughs> we're in the bedroom. Just yes. Just, so yes, yeah, it's just all the time, right? It's, correct, correct. Yeah. It's it actually helps because this way we can only communicate to one another while we're live streaming. Uh, it's it's what we found is that it's a key to a healthy marriage. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna pitch that for my wife as well. And see how that's right. She goes for that one. Just keep just keep them on. I, if I'm upset, she doesn't have to hear about it. If she's upset, I don't have to hear about it. And then we just and then we live stream once a week, and then we work out our marital work problems uh, in front of. You know the audience. It's great. It's to me, yeah. And and how close are you guys to the to the new place? That's happening. Very close. We're super excited. We've got uh, we're we've never built a house before, and we're building a house now. We we actually stumbled upon it after it was already being built, so we none of the specs were ours. We didn't design anything, um, but we're super excited about it. We're currently in living in sixteen hundred fifty square feet with three teenagers, a sixteen year old, two eighteen year olds are our children, um, and so this is going to be this is going to 
allow us to spread out a little bit, um, not hate each other as a family. It's going to be great. Huge. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, Mike, before we get into the, the UFO talk, I really am curious because if I understood correctly in prior discussions that you're in digital marketing, if I'm not mistaken. That's that correct? correct, sir. Um, I do charge for my services. So if, if this was... He's going to be billing us for this now. <laughs> Oh my God. I hope you're cheaper than my attorney. <laughs> Brilliant move. Yeah. Go on. You're on, you're actually on the clock now, the DJ. Clock. Yeah. Luis, if you're sending me an invoice, I'm going to put return sender on it. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. That's my day. That's my day gig. I, uh, I own a, a small boutique marketing agency where I help, uh, entrepreneurs i help uh most the majority of my business is actually photographers who teach people how to do photography and so i run facebook ads and i help them uh i help them get clients for their businesses yeah that's, that's pretty okay. much it that's i was yeah. i was really curious because i i think i uh, i'm not sure exactly how you and luis connected initially on ucr but but perhaps you'd like to tell about yeah. that because uh, you guys are you're Show's amazing. Your show's like uh, an incredible. Well, we have a show dynamic like you and Nathan. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like we have we have one of us who's absolutely insane. Uh, that's you, DJ. Th that's yeah. you. And then Mike. we have the more grounded, <laughs> the more Sam. grounded one. Uh, that's Nathan. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, no, Luis and I. Uh, for so I was I was doing some work for the debrief, and I was helping them to get their YouTube channel off the ground. Nice. Uh, and then Luis, I guess probably saw me there and then he reached out to me and see and asked if i wanted to come on and do an interview so we did an interview and like the 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 people in the chat were like you guys have amazing chemistry and and you know i was like i already have a wife and they were like no but you do, do it anyway and so they were like uh yeah we were just like okay cool like we do we we just found that we had this really cool chemistry and then so he approached me about his um insane idea of this weird concept called the big phone home yes. and i was like that's stupid and he was like no it's not and i was like you're right it's not and uh, he was like, would you be interested in helping me do to host it? And then he's like, and build the website and market it. <laughs> <laughs> and do like, a, you know, several thousand dollars worth of work per bono. Exactly. That's exactly right. And I was like, sure, man. Like it's, you know, it, for, for me, the UFO topic has always been an interesting topic. Um, and I was like, you know, let's let's do this. This is this is I'm I'm. I want I want to know more, and uh, if we can pressure our government into giving us more information, amazing! Like it's a cool idea, and I had no idea what it would turn into, no idea we'd end up doing another one, no idea we'd be streaming five days a week uh, for quite a while. It was a it was a yeah, it all happened very quickly. Mm -hmm. Head spinning. And you're going to yeah. launch other other uh, personalities as well. Obviously, you've already you've oh, yeah. already done that. So I think that's super exciting, and you guys do have a great chemistry. Uh, you know, Nathan, you know, sort of stewed on this topic for many years before jumping in, just swan diving in, uh, both uh, hands and feet. What what was uh, the moment for you where you said? Because obviously, I'm assuming that you were consuming this product, mm. meaning UFO media, prior to you diving in. Um, what what was that moment? Honestly, um, okay, so I actually had a sighting of my own when I was 11. My whole family, 
uh, saw cool. some pretty wild stuff. We were on the Gulf Coast, mm-hmm. um, and we saw some multiple different colored lights way over the ocean doing some truly extraordinary things. And, and my uncle, my mother, my aunt, like the whole family saw this thing, and we had no idea what to make of it. Um, that was really exciting. That that's what kind of, you know, took my interest uh when I was a kid, but I had always been like I was always into the Loch Ness monster, I was always into the pyramids, like any mystery on earth, like these are the things that I was fascinated by. I was a huge sci-fi nerd. Yeah. Um, you know, when I ditch the tie, I wear Yoda. Nice. Um Yeah. So that's kind of like, that's kind of my, my beginning to it. And then, you know, and then I went off to college and then like completely forgot about all the cool stuff I was into and tried to, you know, blend in and, and be a part of society. And then I got irritated with that once I started taking philosophy and psychology classes in college and I ditched college and went to hike the Appalachian Trail and I grew up my dreadlocks and I hitchhiked across the country. And then oh, I love this. <laughs> I love this. You're a hiking guy. Yeah. And? Oh yeah, I did. Uh, I did 800 miles of the Appalachian Trail. I did 100 miles barefoot. What? Uh, oh, because I Madaloni. thought that would be cool. Madaloni, I love barefoot hiking. <laughs> do you I, really? Yes, I do. I have fo- I have like probably photos and videos of me doing that. Love it. Yeah. We are brothers from another uh, uncle. We are. Just bring We're it wild. One of us is good looking. Anyway, yeah, continue on with the story. I'm pretty sure we're both pretty damn hot up in y'all. Look at those shades, man. Um, yeah, look at the shades. Look at the shades. Okay, not not so much the profile view, but go back to the straight. Go back to the straight. You <laughs> <laughs> did say we're going to make him cry, so here we go. <laughs> if Madaluni thinks he's taking over the show, there's no way. I understand oh, yeah, that. Yeah. What is this, yeah, the I, Mike Madaluni show? I know what he's trying to do. I get it's it. not going to happen, Madaluni. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is fun. I'm like, where do you live in Florida? He's like, <laughs> he's like, I am not telling this dude anywhere within 700 miles of what city I live in. Yeah. But I bet you it's gonna... Tampa, St. Pete, Clearwater. But well, okay. UFO Twitter's known for doxing people. So I just, I just go ahead and dox myself. Dude, I'm in I'm... Orlando. <laughs> oh, so Tampa, St. Pete, Clearwater wasn't very far off. Not Cheers, far at all. From Destin. What's up? Yeah. Oh, you're in Destin? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's like w- almost where I saw my freaking UFOs. Wow. Emerald Coast. Emerald yeah, Coast. yeah. Wow. I can't remember. I'll have to. F- I'll have to find out from my mom I, or my dad. He he remembers it more vividly than I do. What what, uh, what was your reaction? Were there like was there a holy s coming yeah, out of? What, what we were in the- shock. We saw like it was multiple objects, multiple colors, um, and then the movements, the patterns of movement were just extraordinary. We were seeing like. 90 degree turns and it was it was something else man like i i i can't believe it i can't believe what we saw wow i had a yeah. sighting as well but ironically like mcgrillen and Luisa's sightings are the two most amazing sightings that i've heard on from sort of like these uh content creator types uh Lu- yeah Luis is wild Luis. he talks yeah. about like you know when he when people talk about nuts and bolts like that's that's what Luis saw he saw some nuts and bolts shit i was like I, how on earth do you, how on earth do we have some sort of UFO that is nuts and bolts? Like I'm thinking, I'm thinking metamaterials. I'm thinking molecular atomic structures with no seams and shit. And he's mm-hmm. seeing like bolts, like, you know, crazy. Anyway, it was, it, he has an extraordinary, extraordinary experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Minutes, minutes long. The key to it, I think is the length of it. Like my sighting I had when I was 14 was a couple of seconds 
of seeing right. something that I knew was anomalous just from being a kid that was an aviation junkie from a, from a young child. Um, and, and what Luis described was minutes long. So, I mean, you're like, oh my God, it has this and it has that and it's doing this. And I see there's all kinds of details that you could take in after your mouth closes. Cause you're like, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it's a fascinating yeah. topic though. Yeah. But Nathan, well, a lot of hot airs come out of, I'm sorry. I, I could listen to you guys talk all day. I, I think it's great. Uh, but I'm really curious, Michael. So on your show, you, you know, focused on technology, futurism, that kind of stuff. Is it becoming more UFO centric? I mean, or do you, you well, start it? Yeah. So it's actually the goal is to um, to shift it away from UFOs, okay. uh, even though I'm, I am fascinated with it. My, my goal is to really and if there's a UFO connection sure. to the singularity to because, you know, this stuff fascinates me, like this whole idea yeah. of future humans and, and post post singularity humanity coming back from the future. Like maybe there is this connection. And that's kind of what uh, because, you know, when I got into the debrief and then I got back into UFOs and then what I wanted to do was kind of like what the debrief does, like they don't just focus on UFOs, they focus on uh, defense, they focus on technology, they focus on science. And so I want to do all those kinds of things. But I've just been, you know, really preoccupied with UFOs lately. So that's why the show has been a lot of UFOs. But we do you know, want to continue to focus on and develop the show, mm -hmm. um, you know, when it comes to breaking technology and, and science and futurism. And one of the things that I love about futurism so much is it's, it's, everyone's terrible at it. Like nobody, nobody's ever been very successful at futurism. So I love the fact that we can kind of be funny and silly and have a good time and be entertaining when talking about futurism because everyone's so bad at it. We're never going to get it right. Yeah. No. You know, we're, we're horrible at that. Predictions are human. Humans are very short sighted. Right. We uh, we don't we can't really think or imagine what the future will be like. I mean, there are a few people who get it right, but most people fail. Most people do. I, we went back in one of our early episodes and we were going through all these really bad predictions. And one of them was from like a, a head of state in the UK or something. And he was talking about how railroad will never be a major form of transportation due to the potential for human asphyxiation. Yeah, I was like go. human asphyxiation. Can't breathe like, on the train. <laughs> you okay. get the wind in the train, dude. It's gonna kill you. Think about it. Okay, just just think about it. Think I about love it, it man. I, I think Madaluni's buzzed. I'm kind of digging this. Uh, Mike, well, uh, can I? Can, would you toast me, please? Yeah, I'll toast you. Cheers to that. Cheers, cheers, cheers yeah. to uh, that. So Nathan, Nathan somebody asked what what I mean by futurism. Futurism is just the idea of thinking about the future, what what's coming, and if in trying to put the pieces together and the and the momentum and the and the direction of human civilization today and trying to project forward what it might be. And I think you make a great point, Nathan, that it's very difficult to do that because of exponential growth and things change and, and things you haven't conceived of today that will exist tomorrow will have a huge impact on the next 10 years. And it's very difficult to, to scope that. That's right. That's right. Well, um, and, and I, um, so, uh, I, if you have a show on the singularity lab, you must be uh, familiar with the works of the Kurzweil Oh yeah, so, okay. you know, yeah, there it is back there. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, how close in your, you know, everybody, we're just talking about predictions here, but how close do you think we might be to something that might be close to that or achieving artificial general intelligence? Ooh. You know, <laughs> don't celebrate that, Mike. I studied, I studied David Hansen and Hansen Robotics. Oh and, yeah. Ooh. And, and Boston Dynamics and Bob Ray. Dude, Boston Dynamics is wild. Um, what happens when they meet, Mike? It's gonna be a, it's gonna be sexy. 
what happens, happens when so- sexy. when Sophia meets that Titan thing. <laughs> I'm serious, man. I mean, yeah. I think I, I think Nathan and I have Nathan and I have some concerns about <laughs> AI based, uh, and actually Akashi does as well. Has some concerns about what what the future of AI is. And I think yeah. I did a couple of papers about that a few semesters ago. So you did? Yeah, man. I just graduated. Oh, last you're smart year, man. too? Look at this guy. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. No. But uh, I thought you were just funny. Now I know you're smart. Well, obviously, you weren't paying attention on the Bitcoin home. No, I'm just kidding. All right. <laughs> no, it, you know, I, I do like to approach this from a comedic nature, but I have a, I have a couple of tricks in my sleeve. Mm -hmm. So he's wily like that. Yes, <laughs> and listening skills are I mean, quite just high. Look at that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, um, we have some Nathan. Actually, hopefully, he's going to bring this out later. Nathan, I really hope you do because mm -hmm. I really want to hear my, you bounce this hypothesis off Mike and see what his thoughts on her because you expressed some concerns regarding how the intelligence would approach us. Mm. But before we get to that, because we're on some singularity so business yeah, yeah. up in here. Yes. Do you oh, have concerns, Mike, about general AI and what that could mean? Because I will tell you that if you look at some of the writings in, I don't know if it's scientific. How long American, is this question? Yeah, right. Okay, go ahead. Bro. <laughs> go ahead, Mataluni, tackle it. In order to tackle this question, I think it's important. No to more framing. Allow me to frame my response, please. Uh, <laughs> so just for just for folks who don't know, give me give me 10 seconds. Uh, you, you have narrow AI, which is like your Facebook algorithm, right? And so that's what I do every day. I run Facebook ads and Facebook finds people who are interested in the products that I'm selling. And because they notice who's interested by clicks, then it finds more people who are, who are likely to click. It's a very, it's very intelligent, but it's very narrow. It's stupid in the, in the, in the, in the, um, broad text, but it's very smart in a very narrow text. And then you have, then you have AGI, which, which you're talking about is artificial general intelligence. And that's like your C3PO. Um, that's like a, a machine that can learn like a human being and 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 respond to, to stimuli and, and solve problems like a human being can. And then you have ASI, which is artificial super intelligence. And if you've ever watched uh, Westworld uh, in the last season, they have that robot God that basically figures everything out for everybody. That's that's an ASI. So what was your question? So. <laughs> See, you, you made a big show, Madaluni, and you got three flat tires right now. No, no. Okay. Pull over. Pull over. Pull over. All right, pull over. Now that, and now that, I have now to that fix I've, a flat. Now that, now that I've properly framed the question for you, go on. <laughs> you totally bombed on the question. Yeah. I just saw I just saw two satellites crash in a hundred mile orbit. Yeah. Okay, so anyway. Yeah. Should we be concerned? No, should, should we be concerned? Because what I'm what I'm talking about, I started to type it here in the chat so that Nathan could could read it. But when you're applying humanistic tendencies to the programming of general AI, and we know what those laws are, you know, there's that I think three laws that are, are supposed to be applied to uh to a a, a general law, right? But what do you see are the dangers when we 
have a humanistic yeah. tendency and you apply that to general AI? Yeah, that's a great question. So, uh, see Nathan. Sorry, good. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you apply it to when we're seeing the repercussions right now with narrow AI, right? We're seeing people in echo chambers and social media bubbles who are right. only getting refed back the information that they want to believe, and their biases are confirmed. Blah 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 blah. blah right? That's mm -hmm. what's happening now with right. with narrow with with artificial narrow intelligence. Mm -hmm. When we get to AGI, I think the question you're really asking is: Is it going to wake up? Is it going to become self-conscious or self-aware that it would uh, potentially be like, hey, humans, we don't need you anymore. Skynet, right? right. So I actually don't – that's not a fear that I have. Yeah. I actually don't see that happening. Um, I Humanistic think tendency. Humanistic tendencies. To be optimistic? Wait, which – no, because you're dealing with you just you just expressed some concerns about the programming of narrow mm -hmm. AI. Mm -hmm. So what happens when you apply those same tendencies, the business tendency, the person right. who might just be evil, but happens to have people working for him that are, are willing to put, you know, OK, so you're not, not talking about Skynet or AI waking no, up. No. You're talking about serving, programming. serving evil, evil bias or evil tendencies from yes. from their human masters. Yes. That's probably the bigger concern. Like that's right. that's probably what we need to be far more concerned about. And that's one of the things that, you know, even even in my show introduction, who's writing the software that will control the AI of the future? And that's that's my biggest concern because we do know that self-serving capitalistic interests will be prioritized over the human um the human perspective but that being said that being said if we start to see and one of the things that everyone is so afraid of is is uh robots are going to take over everything right robots are going to and this was uh you look at andrew yang like that's what his that's his entire platform was we are going to automate away all, all our jobs and that is happening in a factory setting yeah. Plus UBI. But, <laughs> plus UBI. Right. Well, that's – but the, the UBI was supplemental to the jobs that were going to be lost to automation, right? That's the whole right, point. Yeah. And so when you when you have that coming at you, you, you have to think drastically when it comes to what's headed out. Now, there are so many jobs that, that can't be automated, and we're also seeing this kind of weird, interesting play between humans and AI and robots. And, and so – you're going to see robots taking jobs, but you're also going to be seeing higher level jobs of humans working with robots and working with AI. So, for example, like right now, even with the narrow AI that I'm using for marketing, I still it's still dumb that I have to like if I wasn't there, it would just crash and burn. Like I have to constantly be pushing buttons and pulling knobs and keeping it, you know, and, and, and thinking strategically. Yeah. So when we have AGI. I think it's going to be the same, but exponentially bigger. And again, humans are terrible at futurism and I'm really dumb. So I, there's no way I could even come close to answering that question. But what I can tell you is that what we're seeing now is going to be exacerbated and we need to create filters in order to ensure that, you know, the human, uh, you know, on the bottom rung of the ladder is not left behind. Yeah. I just want to, before we bring in Akashi Chris, uh, the our amazing uh, uh, associate producer. 
Mm-hmm. So, gotta say, can I can I shout out Akashi Chris real quick because yeah, she amazing. has been so extraordinary in helping with UCR and the Singularity Lab and creating these amazing deep fakes uh, under the tutelage of Grant and uh, like the fact that she's yeah. been uh, so supportive is just amazing. So I just wanted to, I just feel like I needed to give her a shout out because she is truly awesome. How did she, when did she start producing your stupid she, she, show? She can't. Uh, hey, hey, Madaluni. I'm kidding. Your ass is going to be backstage <laughs> in two seconds. He's out of here. He's out I'm of here. Che- I'm going to check you, Madaluni. This is your fault. You were the one I'm who said, you. you were the one who said we were having cocktails. <laughs> that, yeah, I know. I want you to be able to control. I'm usually way nicer. I, wa- I want you I'm to be able to control nicer. yourself. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, I don't think it was Scientific American, but there is a professor at Georgia Institute of Technology named Ron Arkin, mm-hmm. and he was working on a DARPA initiative that was supposed to teach, um, basically, uh, he was teaching hide-and-seek to two robots. So deception. Deception was the goal. Mm-hmm. And and Nathan's heard this, so, so forgive me, Nathan, but I wanted to present this to uh, Mike. And with that deception, he wrote an article about how concerned he is. Because if I can teach these robots, if they have AI and I teach them to deceive, then what happens if my personal robot at home decides that he knows, it knows what's better for me in a given situation? So we're we're, we're not talking about some person that's sitting down at the bait and tackle shop going ah them damn computers i don't know what the hell they're gonna take over the world <laughs> this is a guy who made the experiment mm-hmm. created yep. the experiment with he and his students so th- i think that's a legitimate concern by someone who's not a lay person i would completely agree with you if you weren't wearing sunglasses inside <laughs> it's hard to take <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Put it back on. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> him, Michael. When you take them off, he becomes unleashed. We have to. It's a I'm restraining mechanism. It's like blinders on a on a racehorse. Exactly. That's why we have them on. That's exactly. I'm yeah. the thoroughbred of this show. I'm an Arabian, Michael. I didn't come over on a ship, my friend. I came over in a 767. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what do you, I mean, I that's a, I that's a legitimate concern now. Mm-hmm. And 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 really honestly, Mike, when you look at at Dave Dave Hansen, you know he moved his company to Hong Kong to avoid to basically uh, okay. So basically, what I heard from Ron Arkin and and people like uh, Jan, I can't Jan. I'm trying to remember the guy who created Skype. Um, if, mm. if you know the gentleman that I'm talking about, but Elon Musk. Where's Young Jamie? Young- Don't we have Young Jamie? Isn't that- <laughs> <laughs> You are young, Jamie. <laughs> You're probably younger than me, Madaluni. So, but, but basically, they were concerned. They they're asking for regulation. When do you yeah. find someone who's a creative person, mm. an artist? Essentially, they're an, they're digital artists of a different type than Akashi, Chris, and Grant. Mm-hmm. One love to both of you guys. But um, a different type of a digital artist is saying, "No, I think we need regulation, like for real." Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you're actually seeing it with Facebook now. They're going, okay, we're overwhelmed. We can't, there's no way we can be. Can't control it. There's no way we can be freedom of speech aficionados and content moderators at the same time. You just can't do both simultaneously. So you do need some legislation sure. in place. Um, now, it took it took Facebook, um, you know, a, a botched election. And, no, 
It took a lot of shit. Let's just say, let's just say this. Let's take apology. It, it, it took a lot for Facebook to go. We need some regulation of up and hill. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Please don't break us up. We'll take some regulation. Exactly. Please don't take Insta. Please don't take my Instagram. Please don't take my WhatsApp. Yeah. You know, we need some regulation. So you know, that being said, I think you make a, a really strong argument here, DJ. I never thought I'd say that out loud. Um, <laughs> it's not going to work. You're not going to bring me down, man. That's all I was doing. I was like, it's going to happen. Like, I'm just going to drop this on him. Yeah, it, yeah, you can fire Nathan away, but I've budge. got armor. Nathan <laughs> didn't even budge. She's like, what's your fucking point, Madalini? <laughs> Um, All right, bring bring on Akashi, Chris, because <laughs> Madaluni is rambling about how much he loves and respects me. So go ahead, Akashi, Chris. Yes! You know, oh, Akashi, Chris. Look out! Hey. Beautiful, this person looks, man. Associate producer. She is. That's all. That's all I'm hearing is associate producer. It's it's, yeah. a, it's a good it's a good gig. Um, I like it. Yeah, I feel like should... David Byrne. Like, how did I do here? <laughs> I like one day I was talking to my husband about this UCR show, and next I'm a social producer. I'm just kidding. Life comes at you. Fast. Pro- mm-hmm. It's me and DJ chatting on DM. That's the social producer. Yeah. <laughs> yep, good. What about this? Cool. Yeah, somebody's got to talk to him. Everybody's bringing love to, and you are too, Mike. So don't try to pretend you're not to the audience. <laughs> And try to be with the cool crowd. Mike, cha- Mike talks to me. <laughs> so no, there's a lot of love here. Everybody has in common, and we all have a lot of love um, for this community. And this that is, will be- I'm really appreciating this, by the way, because you know it can be a little volatile out there in the real folk community. You know what I'm saying? So the, I'm, I'm feeling the love. I'm, I'm appreciating the love right now. Yeah, and, and you know, at the close of the show, we have a little bit of a surprise for you, Mike, where it'll become yeah. self-evident how much we really love the community. But that's for later. So, mm-hmm. Akashi, Chris, yeah, hey guys, welcome, Mike Mataludi. I can't believe I get to. Do I get to ask him a question? How yes, yeah, yes. yes. I actually have one. Before, before I have a two-parter. Can Ooh. I ask Mike? Yeah, Please go I, I actually yeah. had to take notes. Okay, this is what UCR <laughs> has done to me. That I actually look into, like you know quantum physics and stuff and i used to follow the kardashians i that i get here if i i feel that is a that is a win How did I get here? <laughs> thanks ucr thanks calling all beings um so here's my question so actually this is a serious question that's all gonna make sense with like a serious question with a woo kicker okay Ooh. Do oh. I, is there an echo on my mic i don't know no, ma'am Okay, you sound awesome. good. You sound Perfect. great. So, okay, so um, I was wondering, and I've been in, in a, this show has taken a different direction <laughs> since I wrote <laughs> oh, look, this Lou, question. Lou's in the audience. Lou said hi. Yeah, there we go. What's yeah. up? Hey, Lou, man, we did an audition for you, and you weren't even here. He's already Come back on, in the. Di- he's already. He's already in the Discord. He's already gone. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's gone. Yeah. Hard to keep. <laughs> that was like a. That was like a very brief sighting. Um, <laughs> It's like DJ sighting. Did it really happen? Don't make Did fun really of my happen? sighting, Madaluni. I had a witness there. I wasn't alone, okay? Is this a mass sighting? I don't know. I don't know. Um, e- so- evil woman, but he's a man. Go ahead. Yes, I- okay, so here's my question. So um, I've been, I mean, let me see how I'd even word this. And I'm sorry if I'm going to trip all over it. But what are your thoughts on um, the concept of quanta being connected? 
Like if 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 we're really talking like uh, string theory, like mega strings, or where everything's connected via vibration, vibration, right? So it's like a one big network. Mm -hmm. So what what are your thoughts on that? Even being, you know, a, a true theory, you know, a potential that we could ever get to. Yeah, I actually keep that very much on the table in my own thinking. Um, I mean, uh, I had a, a, a philosophy teacher in college who talked about something called energy monism. Basically, the idea that everything is connected. We're all part of one vibratory uh, essence and, and material. And this is the thing. Like, I, remember, remember in high school when you were learning about like atoms and molecules and, and remember in, and they, they have the diagrams and they all look like, like billiard balls. Mm -hmm. That's so wrong. <laughs> it's so wrong. Like it's, it's energy vibrate. These are energy packets that don't have any distinct boundary. They're, they're bound by what we can, what we can um, see, but that's not how they actually exist. They actually are pure energy radiating in sort of energy packets. Yeah. And then you get down to quantum physics and you start to realize now they exist in superpositions and they can't, you can't ever really tell where they're going to be. Um, so I'm somebody who, uh, I'm also a musician. So this kind of like comes oh, easy. Oh, this is perfect for. Um, okay. Yeah. So, like, so I, I truly believe everything is vibratory. Like the, the meat suits that we see ourselves in are, are really just, uh, energetic vibrations built upon, uh, layers and layers of, of, of energy and molecules and atoms. And you think about like the centered nucleus of an atom. Mm -hmm. If you were to look at the scope of that and the scale of that and measure it, uh, it, in an hour scale, you'd be talking about the pinhead of of a pin, and the first electron would be in the um, the outskirts of that sixty thousand person stadium. So we're talking mm -hmm. about um, extraordinary uh, scale here, and so I truly believe, I really do believe that we're all just kind of energy vibrating, and um, this is all uh, this is all temporal. This is all temporary. Yes. This Mike. is fantastic because I'm sorry, I do remember my, my wood kicker. Yeah. yeah, here we go. It was a two parter, but you can go ahead and toast. No, no, no. Yeah, we yeah. can take a break. For the no. first, that's here's for the first part. Not only Nathan, refill, Nathan, refill. Yes. Yeah. Everybody refill, please, for Mike. the second part of my question. Kristen Mataluni, can you please come in and refill Mike? Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> She's not did here. he just? Did you just snap your fingers? She's not here. She's not here. I would never do that. <laughs> yeah, the, word, the, word please, the word "please," the word "please" came out of my mouth. I can't I, speak to Mike Grimaldi's brother over there, Madaluni, where we could coalesce <laughs> over a margarita pizza. Go ahead. I love margarita pizza. So, so the and reason why I asked, uh, yes. The reason why I asked that question is actually because I'm more interested. Um, I'm actually reading or listening to science and the Akashic fields. Mm. which kind of took me down that path because obviously that's what my name is. I've been obsessed with the Akashic records and Akashic field. Mm. So um, in, and I saw a post this morning made me think um, somebody was talking about uh, repeat experiencers and how, and I can't remember who posted this, but it was awesome. It was like it, the fact that if they're, if they're meet once they're connected and they've made that connection and mm -hmm. quanta can be aware of the other 
quantum, if I'm not mm. mistaken, or hypothetically, hypothetically, even once it makes that connection, the idea is that it lives, you know, that connection exists. Mm. So it was kind of taking me down the path of, you know, is it possible plus remote viewing, a lot of remote viewing, could it be that mm. they're getting, getting access to Akashic records? Could there be some kind of quantum physical explanation of this? Sure. Yeah, I mean, now I'm no, 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 I'm I mean, these are things that fa that have fascinated me forever. I, like I said, I quit college as a philosophy minor, grew out dreadlocks, and hiked the Appalachian Trail. So these are obviously questions that have always been on the top of my mind. Mm -hmm. um, as I get older and more annoying and more skeptical, uh, I tend to step back and be like, okay, we've got we've got to figure out a way to prove it with 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 double blind studies. We got to figure out a way to prove it with science. So I I tend to Give not data. I tend down. to not jump on th the way I used to, but I don't like. I seriously do not discount the possibility of what you're saying, and we do know for a fact that you know at the molecular level, at the atomic level, we are all just energy vibrating. Like that is mm -hmm. that is indisputable. Um, with that being said, virtually anything is possible. We just need to we just need to figure out how to ascertain the truth. And for, you know, at the macro level, at the, at the human level, I think we can get a lot of answers that we're looking for, but the, the further we dive into quant the, the quantum realm, the mm -hmm. less everything makes sense. And that's also part of what singularity means. Singularity means it's the point at which mathematics and science breaks down and it can no longer be explained through the mathematics that we've created. A black hole is a singularity. No scientist can mathematically explain to you how a black hole works, yet we always rely on science for the answers. And I think it's so important for us to recognize science doesn't have all the answers, and it's a constantly evolving field, and we're always trying to develop new hypotheses to get to the truth. And But that being said, once you get to the quantum realm, I, I just think – I don't even know if human beings can – Get, I don't even think I don't know if human beings can get there or fully understand what's really happening in in the nature of the universe. I don't I don't know if it's possible. Yeah. And by, and by the way, for anybody that uses the word Gobekli Tepe, mm -hmm. the most in this chat will get a free container <laughs> of DJ Organic Skincare Formula. Yes. Brought so, to you by our sponsor. <laughs> Gobekli Tepe. Gobekli Tepe. Gobekli Tepe. Gobekli Tepe. Gobekli Tepe. It's already yeah. one zero DJ, but there we go. Oh no, actually, no. Mike just pulled ahead of me by seven. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah. all right, Mike. I, I would love to get uh, your feelings on this particular topic, but hopefully not a one word answer. Um, but uh, in my mind, consciousness is dot, dot, dot. Please finish that sentence. In my mind, consciousness is uh, an expression of an unlimited universe that had the wherewithal and ability to enfold itself through intelligent um, experimentation to create a, an existence within a uh, in a in an experience that that has matter right so like for me consciousness is the universe experiencing itself mm -hmm. so no humanism involved in that whatsoever in your mind it's not it's not uh, solely humanistic in your mind. 
I don't think you can deconstruct consciousness the way we'd like to, which is also why I don't fear AI I becoming sentient. Well, it can't. I don't. I don't think it could. Right. Because, yeah. because we don't know what. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm going to say this because we don't know what feeling is. We can't we explain. You couldn't explain feeling beyond mm. just saying that word. Mm. We don't have now. So when Anjali talks about a higher density being and that they were able to convey to her much more than they're talking in my head, she goes, that's not it. But there was much more that was that were conveyed when they communicated with me. So I take that to mean that she has a feeling that she has an understanding and maybe something broader that I don't have something in Merriam Webster that I can use to express to you. Mm -hmm. But I don't think we can express what feeling is. And therefore, I don't know that it could like, well, why, don't you cry like for, why don't you cry for us and then you can express it <laughs> like <laughs> why don't you make us a grimaldi's mm -hmm. but i i don't i i think like energy <laughs> i don't i don't know that it could be all i wanted to do is make akashi laugh and i've done that everybody have a great night yes he's no and no 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 you're not getting out of here that easy madaluni thank you for playing no. here's a nice party no. <laughs> i'm saying cannot be created nor destroyed Yes. Like energy cannot yes. be created nor destroyed. Right. Is the universe, does it have a consciousness maximizing function? I, that's, wow, that's so direct. Um, I think so. I mean. <laughs> no, but Nathan, Nathan, so. explain what you, well, explain, be uh, more, be, be more direct with it. Is the, pursuit of, is the pursuit of novel experience like a, 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 a foundational, fundamental aim of the universe? I, th I think so. And I'm not, you know, again, like you, you can go watch like much smarter than pe people than me what? answer this question. What? Way smarter than me answer You're this question. Me. But, but for, <laughs> but for me, I think I would hypothesize that the answer is yes, that there, that the universe seeks expression. Um, you know, and so, but again, like, like, that's a very human, that's a very egocentric, uh, uh, you know, that's a very human centric perspective because we have consciousness. And so we also know that there are many planets in our solar system that are virtually lifeless. We know Mars may have molecular biology, but we haven't seen any intelligent life on Mars. Now, there could be many reasons for that, but I would argue that the universe is so vast that it's highly likely that the, uh, it, it, there is life it's teeming with life um that being said if that's the case you know the the idea that all these amino acids are and and you know consciousness can be reduced to simple electric you know electricity firing like why 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 <laughs> why would it develop into such complex formations mm -hmm. if there wasn't some sort of intelligence at the molecular or the atomic level it just doesn't make sense to me. Sure. Yeah, well, we have this capability to sort of look at what we do and what we have created and go, hey, like that seems really valuable, powerful even, uh, beyond our beyond the capability of an ant. This is amazing. So this must be, you know, the, val the valuable thing that exists in the universe, the, this capability that we possess. At the same time, an ant probably could, if they could articulate it, might be able to tell us things about how they self-organize or how 
uh, you know, they accomplish what, what they do together and say, hey, look at what we've done as a th like, this is pretty amazing. So maybe the universe has an optimizing function for what we do as well. Right. Very well that's, a, that's such a great point. And it's not about and I'm, I wouldn't say that the human universe is optimizing for human consciousness or human intelligence. Yes. What I would say is the universe is optimizing for complexity and yes. growth and self-expression. So we are w simply one form of that expression. Mm -hmm. Here, let me let me phrase it this way. If if you said that you said earlier, you said that uh, we're looking at it from a human perspective. But my question would be, I can I can be empathetic to another human. Can you? That that is different than me. <laughs> Shut his mic off. I'm just kidding. Unbelievable. <laughs> that was good. Um, but but what I'm saying, what I'm asking, <laughs> no, Mike, a fair play as, as the British would say, fair play to you, Mike. Mm -hmm. Um, but the question is, is could you have another perspective other than that? Because if you're trying to make an analysis of an, and I always criticize Neil deGrasse Tyson and some of these other idiots that say things like, why would they want to come here and see us? Which sounds like, again, like Vinny at the bait and tackle shop, because how could you know what another intelligence would want? Right. You don't know what the hell I want. Right. So how could you know what another intelligence that we've never had verbal or any form of communication well, with? He's a what scientist. They would find it. I know, which makes it more. He's crazy. A, and he's fascinated by how the world works. Not uh, apparently not, uh, <laughs> unless it's this world. But my question to you is that are we capable of having are we capable of analyzing it from any other perspective other than human do do any of us have that capability being that we mm. don't we have not made contact with this intelligence to give us another perspective yeah, I think I think the that. the hubris of the, the of the human being to speculate on that is 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 extraordinary right I think it's it's very egotistical of us to speculate on that now we can have fun speculating on that like but at the same time as a scientist you have to recognize that people are holding on to your words as as important and valuable in formulating their own ideas and opinions so i think sometimes ndt takes that for granted and he forgets that um so you know i i think it's i think it's hubris to speculate either way now i'll go ahead and speculate either way um, as a human being, we are incredibly interested explorers, but simultaneously, we are also driven by incentives. And so human beings didn't go to the moon because they were explorers. They went to the moon because they were fighting for supremacy, for the, the Cold War. We wanted to win our, in our race against other people. So there's definitely a competitive nature, and I don't think we should look at ourselves simply as um, uh, graceful explorers. We have to remember that we are we are incentive-based creatures and that we will act and react based on how we're, you know, how how those incentives are being fulfilled. That being said, you know, we, we do very much love to find new things. We love to see new things. That, and so we have to entertain that as an aspect of consciousness and potentially uh, an alien species could have that. And we have to keep that on the table at all times or else we're, we're, our hubris is, is beyond our capabilities. 
So I'm going to bring in, we, actually, we have to bring in Grant's question first. And as soon as we answer and entertain Grant's question, we're mm -hmm. going to bring in Stephen Greer's flair. Yes. Got the buttons. I love Stephen Greer's flair. But so we're gonna bring him in, and we're gonna entertain Grant's question. But I just want to say it's oh, totally it, it, it's it's grounded sense. in normality to not to know that we can't ha we're not capable of another perspective. His is the less cur uh, uh, NDT as you call him is is the less curious perspective of all of us that are involved in this community who are interested. But we're not capable of a perspective that goes beyond humanistic at this point or humanism. That's all we have. We don't once one of us makes I, I should say that now when I say that the experiencers may have a, an advanced perspective beyond ours mm -hmm. because they've made contact. They've communicated. They've been among them. But for those of us that haven't had that experience, we're. This is where we are. We can't go any further. Right. Please bring in Grant. Thank you for entertaining. Grant, bring yes, bring in Grant's question, please. Looking, he's asked a couple of so let me let me find it. Was There's I start with the first one and then we'll bring in just, Stephen Grant. The one there. I just posted was gotcha. Grant. Wait, but that's the second part. Grant, Yoda, where are you? Hold on. Did, did you Grant. I saw it earlier. He loves some Madaloni, man. He knows Madaloni's better awesome, looking Grant. than me. I've accepted Grant's, it. It's, it's, Grant has been so supportive he's uh, of, love of UCR and the Singularity Lab, and he helps me cut my clips. Like, the guy's amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, there we he go. and Akashi, Chris, mm -hmm. we don't have words. I'm up for clumped. I'm for clumped, Mike. Linda Richmond. I love you, Coffee, coffee <laughs> talk. Pool, pool, talk. <laughs> I'll give you a All the feels. Well, Barbara! From Barbara! So let me ask this question so we can we can have this show. Uh, kudos <laughs> to Matt Looney and the good work he does at TSL. Yes, cheers to that. A Skinwalker Ranch continues to serve as a living laboratory of all things UAP high strangeness. Do you think ASRO would collaborate with Brandon Fugel? ASRO. Let's and see. please, when you say high strangeness, please do the quotation marks in honor of Dr. Mm -hmm. Heineck, please. That's right. ASRO um, is formed. Or... Pipe, please, Nathan. <laughs> Wait, what is ASRO? <laughs> yeah, Nathan! Uh, my brother. Careful, I'll buzz my pipe out. That's right. That's my yeah. Break out that pipe, baby. <laughs> Let's get some Arthur Conan Doyle up in his joint. The I'm ASRO asking Grant. Anomalous uh, Studies Red Resolution Office or something. It's like, it's this, it's the new, the new group. Oh, the new, oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. Okay, so kudos. Let's go. We're going to do Do you think ASRO would could would collaborate with Fugol? Um, ooh, that's a great question. That's a great I question. don't think so. I think there's too much of a history with OSAP and um and ATIP when it comes to Skinwalker Ranch, and I think the ASRO will want to keep that at bay with a. 20,000 foot stick because um, they're not going to be a want to want to be associated with dino beavers. They're not going to be want to want to be associated with any of the high strangeness. I think they want to look for nuts and bolts. And so I don't think they can get the credibility and the funding that they want um, unless they stick to nuts and bolts. Now that's, you know, whether or not they should or should not, that's another question, but I think that they will not want to at all. I think it's going to be a, a purely nuts and bolts. I, I think it's going to be scientific like Galileo project. I have a very hard time seeing uh, this be anybody's pet project. And that's, that's a good, a good thing. thing. Yeah. 
I think. Yeah, yeah I, I just want to add that, uh, in my opinion, if the government has already owned this, this particular property, then hired, uh, uh, brought in its own people, contractors and uh, GS employees, and then uh, actually uh, let sold it and Bob Bigelow took it over and sort of uh, investigated the property under the auspices of the government, I don't think that they have a further interest in this point because whatever threat it poses is not existential in the terms of, uh, let's say, uh, invading specific airspace that are related to tra uh, Navy training right. areas, so on and so forth. So to, to them, it's an interesting, cool little bit of high strangeness. But uh, I don't think that uh, when you're talking about spreading uh, DOD dollars right now, which is, uh, I can tell you, is extremely tight uh, right now. Right. Uh, and and you can't. Yeah. And, and also it's, it's very easy for the government to, we've never been in a point in history where we had so many drones in existence. And so when you have the ability to look for anomalies in the sky and you have drones, you can, it's such an easier sell to the American people because they're like, Oh, we're just trying to defend our airspace. Like that's an easy sell to the American people sure. selling Sasquatch, taking down your nukes, not so easy. No. So it's, it's, I definitely think they're going to take that approach to it because there's no way uh, there's, there's no way you can't support defending our airspace from potentially anomalous aerial phenomena. Yeah. There's Can I just thing. say one thing on that? Yeah. I'm yes, sorry. So, yes, I mean, it's it's so unfortunate because I mean that place has to have there's something there's a big piece of the puzzle and maybe a small piece of the puzzle that that seems to lie there, and just because it's not a threat, <laughs> let's just dismiss it. We're missing we're we're missing the point. Yeah, I, I don't mean, think it's about I don't think it's about just dismissing. I think it's about selling it to the American people and getting funding. Sure. Um, yeah. So, like, even if there is something to be gained from that, do you think that you can sell it to the American people? I think that's that's all I'm saying. I don't I'm, I'm not saying whether or not there's a good case for it or not. I'm just saying, mm -hmm. can they get funding for it? And I would have to believe that they wouldn't mess with it because they don't want to be associated with the paranormal. They're more interested in identifying objects that are unknown. Sure. Well, I want to. I want to. I want to drill down on this on three aspects. One is, uh, to be honest, it's not really selling it to the American people. It's really selling it to the people hold the purse strings, and that's Congress. So True. whether Nathan and you and myself and Akashi and all four of us right here agree that we should be investigating that place uh, as much as possible to see what's going on there. Well, we all agree with that. It's only those fifty people and those. Uh, I'm trying to remember how many people are on are are in Congress now, and and I have 435 that are in uh, in uh, in the the House that that really matter because they hold the purse strings. And as right. I mentioned earlier, we're in a situation right now where money is a big big issue right now, and I'm I'm telling you that from it's a big big issue. So let's go to what Mike would do if Mike was out in his aircraft with a sensor. And a and and a and a, a piece of a recording hard drive, they can. One of the things that you guys may not be aware of is that when aircraft are out flying now, and there's a sensor feed up, that feed is now going over through satellites to very 
many, many places. Yeah. So it's not only the people on that aircraft or even on that ship that are watching it, but there are other places that can say, I want to see that feed, right. and they'll be watching. And if you remember when the uh, Bin Laden raid happened, you remember that you saw a, uh, a general uh, sitting in the, a laptop in the White House with President Obama and Hillary Clinton staring over his shoulder. That guy used to be my group commander, but that's another story. Uh, uh, Brigadier General Brad Webb back then. But, um, but anyway... The point is, is that feed is going to many other places, not just the White House. So what that means is that if Mike decides that uh, if they tell Mike, hey, I want you to capture that imagery, doesn't cost them a penny to be able to collect every bit of data that Mike has when he's up flying and he sees something and he keys the mic and says, I see X. And then everybody in the control room goes, and they start looking at their feed and going, I want every bit of that. And they call Mike's call sign. And he's like, Roger. And then he collects every bit of that. He yanks his hard drive at the end of the mission. And then we get to analyze all of that data. So that doesn't cost them a penny. Other types of what we're talking about, spending money to send people out to Skinwalker uh, or uh, things that involved uh, launching a mission or creating technologies that don't yet exist or deploying technologies is money. But Mike's already up there flying. All they're doing is saying, hey, we yeah. want to see that feed that he just got. Yeah. And that's yeah. how that's how it's done. Task it differently. But it's, uh, it's free. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exa exactly. It's already there. Yeah. Well, I guess what, what I'm curious about here is really more the the arc of of ideas, you know, so the it's the there are. Uh, science what it does is it exposes us to new ways of thinking right and and the scientists who are who are on the sort of edge of discovery you know they're they're the ones that are kind of going oh like this is now a real this is now a, a fact about reality that i did not know before but it's kind of obscure it's obscure to it's it's uh, relegated to the scientific community that is really like uncovering that or discovering it that a new understanding of reality has to trickle into society I mean, the, the, best, the best example of this is just how you see the word quantum like popping up all over the place now. Quantum this, quantum that, you know, it's and it's used just very flippantly. Uh, and people have a rudimentary understanding of quantum mechanics. But if we were to go back, let's say, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you could ask people about quantum and they would not really know what the heck you were talking about. But it's it, I know these ideas are becoming prominent when you see them in movies, you know, when, when they're in movies then you know the concepts that are that were probably i mean quantum mechanics is not new it's been around for decades but it is in the public consciousness now and so to to the point earlier about how you know is congress ready congress is just a mirror of the american public it's a mirror a mirror of our society you know they they're not a bunch of scientists you know so it, we have to get them to a similar place just like we have to get the general public to be acclimated to these concepts and and consciousness it may just require that we have a greater acclimation uh, to quantum mechanics before we can really even get into the aspects of of consciousness and the phenomenon that Skinwalker seems to represent. You know, we're not we're not quite at that place where we can have that conversation. Or even, or yeah, and in relation to high strangeness, right? Yeah. Could you imagine running for Congress and then you no. vote you vote for ASRO and ASRO is also going to uh, Skinwalker about high strangeness, and then your competitor 
in your congressional race is running ads about you going, so-and-so voted for Bigfoot. Yeah. You're just like, what? <laughs> well, what's sort of funny about Absolutely. that, though, is the fact that we laugh about, about that. At the same time, I feel that society is actually, uh, the, the old rules don't seem to apply in as much the same way as they used to. And I and I think you know recent politics is 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 Has proven that out. Example of that, you know. So we yeah. do have people who are much more willing to say, "Hey, yeah, I do want a Bigfoot candidate," you know, and I want them to ask the Bigfoot questions. You know, that's that's not that's not an unfair point. That's a very interesting point. Like, is is has politics changed enough now that we do want a Bigfoot candidate? Like, that's interest. That's an interesting question. Yeah, yeah, some people do. Uh, all right, we um, got let's bring it SGF, baby. On. So, Akashi, I'm gonna backstage real quick. That's okay. We'll bring we'll bring uh, Stephen Greer on. Yeah, Claire, welcome to the show. Stephen Can you guys hear me? Yes, yes. brother. Okay, Akashi, cool. Man. Great to see you. Great to you. see you. You have great Thank hair, you. but anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. He oh, does. Yeah, what an asshole. You guys said to wear wigs. I was like trying to prepare. <laughs> Woo! Dang. <laughs> welcome all right what you, what's up what you got for madaluni holmes i got some questions man Ooh, okay. i got i Hit got me. serious questions Ooh. it may not be related to the topic i we don't care there is no That's topic right. cool Bring it. <laughs> all right so um michael madaluni yes sir Stephen Grizz flair is it awkward around rather be squidding now that uh <laughs> he stole your co-host role on ucr <laughs> <laughs> you guys feel <laughs> <laughs> that's some richard um, doty music right there let me let me uh, let me i'm gonna answer that with a question mm. okay you ready are you ready Steve no. Slayer? okay could you ever be mad at rather mm. fair point no no that's correct no. okay you win <laughs> That is correct, and that is well, that, that is the answer. Well, that was my one question, and you kind of blew that out of the water. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, that oh, that's a good one. thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I, I was hoping you got a follow up because this dude he he's on point tonight with all that booze. Go ahead. Oh, all right. Bring with it. Kristen's actually making me a cocktail. Right Woo! Now. Kristen oh, Madaluni, get come on here. She's not in here. She can't also funny. hear you. You remember how earphones? I hear work, that right? there's a picture. Madaluni, you go. Ma we talked about it earlier. <laughs> I'm come. <laughs> we did. We do. We totally did. Like, she's, yeah. Sorry, Stephen. Oh, it's okay. cool. We're all, we're all drinking. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. And rather, and and rather, man, I want to have a beer with that guy. I, I need I do to. Too. Me yeah. too, man. I like yeah. that guy. Yeah, he's amazing. Cool. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Stephen Greer is flair. He's the smartest. What's your second question? Did you ever have dreadlocks? Shut the fuck up, DJ. What? <laughs> <laughs> Is this true? Did you have dreadlocks at, at one point? I mean, I did. Yes, that is correct. Years. I had no, that is correct. I had dreadlocks uh, when I was tw uh, 20, 20 years old. Um, I started dreading my dreading my hair in college. And no then, pun intended. Um, yep, as you said, <laughs> went, went out and hiked the Appalachian Trail. And then um, we actually, my wife and I were actually foster parents. We lived in Oregon, and we were foster Woo! parents. And we're, when we were going. <laughs> <laughs> when we were going when yeah. we were getting our certification to be foster parents eventually Kristen was like 
it's time to cut this off. Like, I don't, I don't know what our foster kids will think if they see you at dreadlocks. We can't be smoking weed in front of them. Like, you gotta cut it off. And I was like, uh the Italian so Bob cutting, Marley. So I ended up cutting off the dreadlocks. Where and, are the uh, grew up. Oh, I put I've are you in the, you're in the Discord, right? I've put pictures in the Discord. Yeah, sometimes. Okay, I'll send you pictures. I'll send you pictures. Cool. I'll All share right. them on I'll share them on the tweeters and I'll tag you in them. Yes, we need evidence. Right, yeah, yes. yeah, man. We gotta bring it real, man. Don't play. Yeah, no, no, no. Oh, I totally had dreadlocks. Now they were they were white boy dreadlocks. They were like handmade, like oh, yeah. dreadlocks. Like they weren't yeah, they, they weren't like beautiful dreadlocks. My and Kristen will tell you all about how not beautiful they were. Yeah, I would I would I would love to see photos, Madaluni. Nope, nope. Uh no offense. We want pictures. Yeah. No, and, and you know what, Nathan, Nathan? I don't know if you guys will believe them. I'll we actually them found up. we we found a little bit of a pressure point, Nathan, because when I suggested that Rather was smarter than Michael, I I think we found a little bit of a pressure point. He said, yeah. "So we'll DJ. we'll put oh, he the, made a face. we'll put the needle in right there." <laughs> well, that's done. <laughs> Come on, that's like saying Exo Academia is smarter than Nathan. He's not going to be offended. Oh wait, I think I just got fired. No. Uh, my four hundred one k just got turned off. So. <laughs> All right, uh, Stephen Greer's flair. Please pimp your channel uh, and and tell us about what you've got going because you've got a new YouTube channel. Please tell us about it. Oh my god. Oh yeah, no, it's it's still in uh, the works. I'm I'm putting my, all my random animations on there. Nice. That I've made my theater of doom. Um, I eventually plan to do interviews and have a co-host and all that stuff. But you know, work in oh. progress. Okay. Well, if Nathan yeah. fires me, I'll, yeah. I'll, you know, I'll come over there. You'd be looking uh, for all right. <laughs> Can we check it out now, or is it, do you have animations up now, or I have all have the animations wait? up. Yeah, actually. Nice. So you can check them out whenever. No. Where, um, where, what's the channel? What's yeah, it called? How do we, how do we find it's, it? It's yeah. called. Um, is this a family channel uh i i i don't encourage a lot of cursing but if 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 you must let her rip okay well the the channel name is flares unexplainable channel which stands f-u-c oh wait wait a minute i don't i don't get it what's all right i don't it's foos welcome to foos we will put you uh in the show notes and uh, I really want to thank you, uh, Stephen Greer's Flair, because one of the pleasures of doing this show is really to connect uh, with uh, people that are uh, just, you know, really positive and people that are bringing something into the space. And uh, it doesn't I don't care if you have 10, 12 followers or 10,000. I mean, look at Madaluni. So um, thank you very much for coming on and, and speaking with us. And um, I look forward to speaking with you again. Yes. Okay. Yes, no Namaste. Stephen Greer's Flair. Thank you so it was so good to see you in the flesh. Good to see you. Thank you. Namaste. Later, Peace. Namaste, bitches. Man. Hey man, don't uh, don't play with yoga, man. Now you've gone too far. Some shots fired over there at Madeline. Yeah. Dude, What's I will downward this, dog up in ya. Mm. Uh, well, we'll see because I may do, you know what? Uh, Mike, I may do yeah. a hashtag UFO Twitter uh, yoga practice, and we'll see if you turn up and if you have any game. So we'll find okay. out. Okay. Hey. I know Nathan's got game. We'll see oh, if yeah. you got game. So, okay. so game. Challenge accepted.
And one other thing I wanted to mention, Mike, something that Akashi, Chris, and I were kicking around was mm. the idea of a summertime Southeast USA uh, hashtag UFO Twitter get together mm -hmm. uh, in a central location based on the density of population of our, our, our family here, if you will. I love um, it. What, what do you think of that idea? And would you be interested in attending of course, something like that? Of course. A public park for safety, you know. Of course, but I, I have a feeling that <laughs> I have <laughs> I have a feeling that like so many are East Coast and so many are West Coast that we're going to end up meeting in Oklahoma or something uh, or Austin. Cool. I kind yeah, of thought, Nathan, we, you and I talked about Austin just because one of the cool things is you can get to the outskirts because what I thought about is I pictured uh, drinking, eating. Hey, hey, James, what's up, brother? What's hey, up, Paisan? James. What's up, James? And, and, and we thought about the possibility of, of making stargazing part of it, where if we could get out away a little bit and then actually go look at the scar stars and talk. So that I'm just throwing... That sounds awesome. Yeah, I'm just throwing things out there for, for a weekend. You know, we could do a little bit of each. I like it. Love it. Yeah. So you'd it. be interested in that? I would. Yeah, okay. we've been talking. We've we've also been talking about um, going out to L.A. Uh, Lou wants to do a like a UCR week where we're like mm -hmm. we do a we do a theater, uh, we do a bar. Um, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I'm I'm all about I'm all about getting up and and meeting some UFO Twitter folks. Got to do okay, it. Okay, then we'll we'll coordinate with you, Akashi, Chris, and Nathan, myself, and anybody else that has ideas. Um, just DM us and and uh, we'll start trying to put it together because we're on the precipice of winter, so it's a good time to plan for summer. That's right. That's right. Okay. That's right. Uh, Such a planner. Mm -hmm. Such a planner. Hey, man, the, the, I was paid to do that in the Air Force, man. Mm -hmm. You know, I was I was a mission planner. So anyway, um, let's bring in what other uh, questions that we have mm -hmm. from uh, the audience, mm -hmm. uh, because oh, I believe Grant had another question. Uh, I don't know if he did, but if he did, he's welcome to post it. I will. Put it up, but I have a question. I'm going to switch gears yes, slightly. Yes, mm -hmm. Determinism. What do you think about it? Ooh, um, that's an excellent question. All right, so bring me back to my philosophy minor days in college. Uh, for those of you who don't know, determinism determinism means, and you're going like this. Mm -hmm. uh, life is predetermined. Everything, everything that has happened will happen, and your entire life, every decision you make, has already been laid out in front of you, um, and you're destined to make those decisions. So I could dig on determinism, determinism, if we're talking about a multiverse where every possibility exists, and you're taking all of them. Mm, yes. Okay. Nice escape hatch there. I like that. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's like Uhtred of, Uhtred of Bebenberg who said, yeah. "Destiny is all." That's right. You know the Viking. Oh, yeah. Credos. Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. No, I don't. I don't. I. I think the universe is too dynamic to be deterministic. I think there's just too much happening, and it's all moving so quickly. And from a human perspective, I think that you know we we now. Now, that doesn't mean I believe strictly believe in an unlimited free will. Mm. Just because I don't believe in determinism doesn't mean, mean right. I believe in free will. That's so I actually fall somewhere in the middle here because I think that am I free to not go to the bathroom when I have the urge? No. Am I free not to drink water when I'm thirsty? No. So I don't have completely free will to start with. I have physical demands on my consciousness that require... Mm -hmm. 
a uh, the, those needs are required to be filled. Period. Sure. Um, so, so I can't have complete free will. Um, do I have? Am I free to choose? Uh, to a certain extent, yes. But um, you know, I could have been born into a very rich family. I could have been born into a very poor family. Um, so there, there are so many things that, that so many environmental factors that, uh, put pressure on free will that I can't be a, a soul free will person, but I, that also doesn't mean I believe in, in pure determinism either. I think there's a spectrum. Um, yeah. and that's why, like, I hate politics. Oh, well, I do love to argue politics, but I hate politics so much because it's all black and white. Sure. And you can't, it's You're like, right. you can't have any sort of perspective there's no spectrum allowed in politics and i think that's a huge problem and i think that's part of the issues of polarization in our country today mm. michael is not is not life as we know it in the united states around the world and man we stop making noise when you're trying to drink metaloon <laughs> go ahead wait till i he'll wait till i start talking again he's got a bit of a drinking cup he, he does have a drink. You know what? I'm going to join him. That's, a, that's an air. For those I, I love it, man. I love what kind of energy he brought to that. It's great. <laughs> He's like, if DJ's call me by my NAS name, I'm going to bring some energy up in there. Bro. But, no, but no, seriously. You said this that you framed it properly. You, you, you let me know with your body language what kind of interview you wanted. Mm. And I'm just here to deliver. I don't have free will on this. I'm just, I'm just here to deliver. <laughs> right. But what I meant to say that the, the the metaphor that I like to use that Nathan really likes or is that we we life our life is in the gray. Yes. If you are black or you're white, you're probably way at the extreme on something. But most of life, and you would notice I said the most the word most because you and I had that chat about absolutism, is is lived in the gray. And I think we could look at the phenomenon from the same level. So you have these people that are like. Oh, the you know, there's nobody from the government that's truthful. It's all a lie. Everything's a conspiracy. And you have these people who like anything the government says is true. But the truth is is in the gray somewhere along that spectrum. Do you think that's a fair characterization of life as humans? I do. I really do. I mean, Wait, there... we agree. There we go. I, yep. I, I'm in the show. Yep. I don't like how this feels. <laughs> Sure you do, Mike. Our friendship is just beginning. It's just, I'm going to use the words of Chicago. It's only the beginning. That's really nice. Yeah. That was foreshadowing, actually, but that's something else. I like that. Yeah. So, again, we're just we're just at the beginning of this extraordinary friendship. But that being said, I... I can still agree with you. I can still agree with you, even though we're just at the beginning that, uh, you know, everything's a spectrum and we're, we all land somewhere. And, and again, that the, the dynamic nature of the universe leads me to constantly believe everything's always in flux. Right. And, and again, going back to the incentive base, like everyone in the government is incentive based, right? Every human being is incentive based. You go get a job because you need money. It's an incentive to go to work. Um, you know, you want to be a good dad because you want to, you want your kids to grow up in a way that, that makes them happy. That's an incentive. You, your, their happiness is an incentive for you. 
Sure. Um, so everything, you know, beyond money is, is incentive based. So, you know, when you think about that from that nature, then you got to remember that there's all these different people in the government who have very different incentives and they're not aligned. And so to entertain this idea that everything is this massive conspiracy driven by this extraordinary hierarchy. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't buy it. I, I. I find if you're you're better off looking for for idiocracy than you are looking for conspiracy. You're you're far more likely to find it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't assume a conspiracy when uh, incompetence will suffice. Will do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Nathan, I don't. I don't have the RGB color spectrums in front of me, Mm-mm, but let's suffice it to say there are a lot of many many shades of gray. In between black and white. Oh, yeah. Oh, can I comment on this comment? Go yeah, ahead. Peter, Peter Becker Please. says, uh, like, I am not to blame. I have no free will as an excuse for bullshit we do. Like, I don't agree with that either. Mm. So I'm not saying we don't have, we don't have uh, agency. Mm. We all have agency. We have agency. But we're all dealing course. with different environments. And we're all dealing with different levels of 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 have and and so i think it's important to recognize that but it's not an excuse just to be a dick right like, or just yeah. do whatever you write it, yeah. like you have you have responsibility you have some free will but you also have environment to overcome so i again you like you said and I'm I'm not liking how much I'm agreeing with you, DJ. But you this said this is not that good. There, that not there good. is no absolutism. There's no you know. There's no black. There's no white. It's a spectrum of gray. And we've got to figure out like you know. And, and again, like uh, you know, I'm I'm one of these lefty libertarians. Like I'm a, I'm all about stay the hell out of my business. Let me do what I want. But at the same time, I want to see a social safety net. Like that's just who I am. Like like it or not, take it or leave it. I'm a lefty libertarian. I believe in a social safety net, and I believe, leave me the fuck alone, let me do what I want as long as I'm not hurting somebody else. Um, that being said, I recognize that I'm in a position in life where I have you know, come from some challenges, but I also had a lot going for me. And especially growing up in the United States and having opportunities and having an entrepreneurial spirit and mind, like a lot of kids in poverty don't have that. And they didn't, they didn't have a parent who taught them that. And they didn't have this. Hey, Mike, yo, think about a track, but it doesn't go in a circle. It goes straight. So you're on an Olympic track. And so the starting positions are different. Like you have a bracketed starting position. So you're way back here if you're on the inside track. You're over here if you're on the outside track. And it just spiders up diagonally at some sort of a 45-degree angle. But imagine that track is straight. And that's what life is, is that you and I, and maybe perhaps Nathan, started on that side of the track where we're we're on that front bracket way out there. But someone who grew up in a disadvantaged background, someone who's a person of color, uh, someone who did not uh, wasn't didn't have access to proper role models growing up is on that inside track. But the fact is, is that the track is straight. It's right. a sprint, you know, and, and, and they're not going to get to the finish line before us necessarily only because uh, by virtue of the fact of their starting position is way back here. That's a that's a great analogy, and um, and that's why I think it's so important for us to to reach back and you know and and play the fucking uh, what's the you know it's a baton right like like help help the person get up to where you are like you know the, the, equality is not a piece of pie. There's enough for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So um, unless you're going to ask a question, go ahead. 
I uh, know, Nathan. Uh, if you want the last question, we got to get uh, Mike out of here. Mm-hmm. It's been an hour and a half. So basically, if you want the last question, Nathan, please. That's all yours, and then we'll have the surprise. Okay. Ooh. If Ooh. Uh, yeah, right. I'm just going to be as surprised as you will be. Uh, <laughs> exactly. All right. So if the, uh, I'm doing that. By the way, I'm doing that with irony. My kid said, "If I ever use these buttons and I'm serious about it, like put a gun in my mouth and just be done with it." Like mm-hmm. she, they said, "You can use those. You can use those stupid buttons, but they better be done ironically." And so. Yeah. And, and, right. and you know what, Mike? You're around older people, so it's okay. I'm 54. I assume you're younger <laughs> than I, right? That's slightly, right? just barely. Okay. And let's bring on Akashi Chris for, uh, if you would please, Perfect. for this last event that we're going to. Hi, Akashi. I have no idea what's about to happen. <laughs> I don't know what I signed up for. I, I now a, believe associate producer means Guillermo. To yeah, yes. Guillermo. Guillermo. Welcome, Guillermo. <laughs> I believe that's my job now. Uh, well, so we'll ask, see what happens now. May I ask my question, DJ? Is that okay? Yes, sir. Please uh, go ahead. All right. So, and I think it's going to hint back to what you talked about at the beginning of the show that I wanted to talk about. So, uh, oh, please. So, so Madaluni, uh, yes, how in an asymmetric relationship, and I, I consider the phenomenon to be an asymmetric partner to humanity. I'd right. love, dude. Wow. What yeah. way to frame that? Just, that just that hit me pretty deep. That hit me pretty deep. But go on. All right. So they are. We are not playing by this. We're not playing the same deck cards. Yep. Uh, and they at least have some capability that we do not. So they they have. Uh, it's an asymmetric relationship, and asymmetric okay. relationships exist in human relationships. It's not something new. But what uh, what would it take for us to have a sense of trust in the phenomenon and if, if it were to present us with a a technology or information can, can you do me a favor so i don't have to do so i don't have to frame this can you frame what you mean by the phenomena sure all right so let's maybe i'll make it simpler uh rather than more you know sort of nebulous because it's such an umbrella topic but mm-hmm. Let's say there are, I'll just use one of the hypotheses. There's an extraterrestrial intelligence. It's got advanced uh, air, spacecraft. It's okay. got, uh, you know, these, these incredible capabilities could be anywhere on the planet in seconds. Thank uh, you for it that. Control our, our, the way it control how we think. It could uh, it can phase through walls, whatever. It's got these, these amazing powers. Float and all this good stuff. Yeah. So if it, if it, if it lands on the White House lawn and says, yeah. hey, I've got this knowledge about the universe or I could help, here's how I could help you with X, Y, Z. Uh, how do we trust it? What what are things that we would be looking for to establish trust in that relationship? Are you familiar with uh, Descartes' demon? Mm, yes, the Laplace's demon, right? So the yeah, the the idea is that the idea is that you've got the the universe is it's constantly trying to trick you, right? It's 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 all a a, a predetermined set of rules to to make you fail, and there is uh, nothing you can do about it. So if you approach it from uh, that perspective, and the relationship is so asymmetrical, what do you really have to lose mm. at this point? Because they're already here. They've Make already landed. Sense. They've already shown what they're possess- in possession of. Right. So you might as well just go with the flow because there's no way to prove or disprove their abilities and or to uh, prove or disprove why you should trust them. But they're here and they have the abilities. The, the relationship is so asymmetrical. I don't think you have a choice. Right. 
you have you're at a power disadvantage and it may take centuries to where you have enough uh, power or the symmetry the asymmetry is reduced now you may in the future Ooh. decide that uh you know what we got duped a couple of centuries back by this thing um yet now we have unlocked the similar we have either been given or have unlocked similar capability and you know, it could be a little bit time for retribution. Uh, or Nathan, you Nathan. just go, or you just go fuck with less evolved societies. <laughs> wait, wait, Nathan, you mean <laughs> after the after the conscripted after the conscripted service where we're pushing that little grinding wheel around like Conan? <laughs> exactly. No, exactly. Why not find their no. uh, Stone Age civilizations? I'm a, I'm a. Uh, we had an interview with Avi Loeb today, and he'd said he was like. I was not a Star Trek fan, and and then I just like a little piece of my heart died. Mm -hmm. um, but that's a problem. That, 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 that being that being said, like I've always been fascinated by the do no harm um, prime directive of the of the the nature of of Star Trek, and so that's kind of where I fall on this. Is that you? You know, I. I I would hope that you know the phenomena or this these advanced uh, species, if they are in fact visiting us, that they would be coming from a similar perspective, where they're trying to observe, um, you know, potentially um, support without being um, w without harming. So, you know, I'm an optimist. What, what can I say? I, 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 I think Nathan though has, you know, in that conversation. I'm sorry to, I didn't mean to cut you off, Nathan, but I think you do bring up some interesting. Uh, points to this that I hadn't thought of and Nathan has some concerns about this and I think that was very evident in our conversation Nathan no I mean I, I am concerned about it because uh, so know, what do you think Nathan what do you do you think we are in fact being visited by an asymmetrical advanced alien species potentially potentially yeah. is what he said why, why don't you let Nathan answer the question be DJ? quiet Matt we didn't ask you Matt Alouni <laughs> sit back and have another drink. This is the box. Have a me right here. Have a drink on me, ACDC. Go ahead, Nathan. I love every time. Every time either DJ gives me shit or I give DJ shit, the look on Akashi's face is mwah. It's fantastic. Bravo, yeah. bravo, bravo, Maraloni, bravo. I'll give a. Yeah, I think. I mean, look. I think we. I'm think listening, we, Nathan. Nathan even though DJ won't. Go ahead. of an asymmetric uh, relationship here. My concerns, so, and I've tried to ask. Speaking this of question, asymmetric relationships, uh, right? Exactly. I've tried to pose this question to to Lou, uh, and and I posted it in a way that just was totally misinterpreted. But uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that Lou was, was like, "Wait, which <laughs> Lou? Which Lou? Lou Elizondo." So okay, okay. Uh, was, that was on me, not on him. I, Jimenez was like, "Can I put it in front of a center's desk?" No, it's over. Uh, I don't. I, we're not even entertaining it. <sighs> Madaluni has infected me. Go ahead. So my, yeah, my, my concern is this. So we are advocating for a position of of greater engagement. At, at the very least, we're advocating for a position of greater awareness, right? So we're trying to increase awareness of what is happening so that we can study it. At least that, that's the premise. Uh, but any kind of uh, increase in awareness and study is an increase in the level of engagement with whatever this happens to be. Good now, point. an intelligence officer, someone who is who is trained in assessing uh, your 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 adversary and what your adversary is capable of doing, and I'm using that word loosely. I don't I'm not making a judgment that they're necessarily adversarial, right? But you know, you're they're across the chessboard from us, perhaps. Uh, 
if you're assessing their capability, I would like to think that before we advocate for a move, a move of one of the chess pieces, if you will, we have a sense in which we know how they might respond. You know, it would be really poor of us to just sort of like lead out with our bishop all of a sudden and then know that like, oh, like we just exposed the queen and they're going to just, you know, cut our legs out from under us. So I'm, I'm putting a lot of trust in the initiative here that this is a worthwhile endeavor to make. Now, as you pointed out, and I kind of agree with you, we honestly may not have a choice here. You know, if they're already here, we, we, we don't have necessarily a lot of bargaining power uh, to disengage from. But the, your point, the, dude, wow. I didn't even consider that. Ignore nor it. Nor did I. Nor ignore did I, it. I, I, I ignore never, it. Because if you ignore it, it, right, because the the fact that we're putting engagement and energy into it exposes us to playing the game, and could put we could potentially make a wrong chess move if we're not playing chess. They haven't destroyed us yet, and we're not playing chess. If we start playing chess, does that expose us to greater risk? That's such a freaking good point. And yeah. to be honest with is you, is that what you meant by that? Is that was that your point? That is my concern. <sighs> I've never considered that. I see now you know why I have hard now I know why now I know now this is not an asymmetrical relationship no no now now that's breaking news right there breaking news you heard it first you heard it first now now you know what now you know why I got him as my co-host I don't know if you're aware of this Mike because you probably didn't watch our last episode you didn't watch our last episode with don't assume things well, obviously, because you don't know how we came to be. So uh, so I can assume, I think that's an education. You should write a song about it. So I will. Uh, actually, uh, that, that's going to come in a minute. <laughs> but um, Nathan, Nathan was a caller when I had Andy McGrillin on, and we heard him talk for about, I don't know, 35 seconds. And I was like, oh, my God, I got to talk. That's I got to DM this guy. He's got to be on my, dude. he's got to be my, you know, he's got to be my co-host. And so I, you know, DM'd him. He DM'd me. And we were under another show name at that point. Luis had been on a couple of times under the old show name. And uh, and that's how Nathan and I got together. Uh, the guy's amazing. Uh, I do have heart bubble emojis over my head when he talks uh, every time. And uh, so it's a great relationship. Um, so now, uh, yeah, fist bump to everybody. Um, Where's that Akashi. surprise? So... Man, if, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Madaluni. You're, you're are already. You, are you making balloons? What are you doing? I don't know, but he's. I thought Where he was doing. I thought he was doing qigong kung fu, but but anyway, he's already getting booked for for another episode. So that that's gonna done. Happen. Done. But, Sweet. but but what we want to do, Madaluni, is we're in a situation with our community where there's a lot of uh, fracturing. But what this group tries to do, what you try to do, uh, what a number of us uh, on in this space try to do is to bring people together to show positivity. And we're making a lot of ground right now uh, based on, you know, the Senate, uh, the, the Gillibrand resolution to House Resolution 4350, et cetera, et cetera. So we're in a great spot. So what I thought we would do to close the show, other than to talk about how great your show is. Uh, and how great you are, which is all true. Mm -hmm. uh, and shout out to Kristen Madaluni, Rather Be Squidding, mm -hmm. uh, Luis Jimenez, uh, who finds my jokes to be about like contracting influenza, but I love Luis a lot. Um, 
Dude, you and have our, me cracking up, bro. I'm not gonna lie. You're pretty. Okay. You're you're pretty funny. I'm just gonna Thank be. You. Not, I'm just gonna, just gonna. I love you, Luis. And just tell me, classic Cuban or medianoche, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll get to that next time we have him on. And um, I wanted to sing a song, so we're gonna have a little bit of a sing along <laughs> to Bon Jovi. So, Mike, being it's, it's, that you're a musician, hands no. Guillermo. Okay. I don't know what I signed up for. I'm so, so scared right now. You signed up to okay. sing. So this is a song that we're dedicate. This is <laughs> this is a song we're dedicating to hashtag UFO Twitter on behalf of Nathan. Mm-hmm. Akashi, Chris, Singularity, Mike, mm-hmm. and myself. All right, here we go. Let's get let's get something. I am I supposed to sing? Yeah, all of us are going to be singing. Oh, now, we're all singing. Wait. Yeah. All right, now wait, hold up. We got to bring it to okay. the end. So all you guys, somebody's got to sing backup. You can't hear. Okay. I can do the sounds. What is this song? Living on a prayer. Is this oh. the boss? Oh, this is okay. Why are we doing it? Sing the backup, Mike. Living on a prayer, my hand, hand. will make it. I swear. Oh my God! <laughs> All right, there I'm we go, done, guys. dude. That's- I'm fried. I'm- <laughs> next time, over. next time, just let me let me look up the lyrics. I, let me re- I, I, just I was gonna re- try to bring the karaoke in, but then I was like, okay, we might get. I thought it was one verse. I thought it was one verse. Okay, guys. Fantastic. All right, just the chorus. That was beautiful. We Thank gotta hold on to what, what we, we got. got. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter do. if we make, make it or not. not. We, got we got each other. other. That's, That's the God for love. Give it a shot. shot. Oh. We gotta practice. Yes, we gotta practice. Associate producer, I say you have have Twitter. Practice. That's for you, baby. We gotta stay together. <laughs> we're ha- hey, we're halfway there. Hey, hey, living on a prayer. Hey, we're halfway there, man. But we're living on a prayer right now. And Lou and Christopher finna bring that home with Kirsten, Gillibrand, and Marco. What's up, Holmes? Mm-hmm. Bring it home. Hey, man, it's going to call you on the phone. Hey, Marco, man, let's go, baby. Sign your name across his heart and the resolution. Yes. So <laughs> a little Terrence Trent Darby for you there. All right. Um, I love it. You know what? This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much. It was. It was. I definitely want to do this again. Okay, Mike. Uh, when, when you need to pick me up, you're welcome on the show. Um, you know, uh, we had a lot of fun. I love the, the verbal uh, barbs. Um, I love Nathan. 
I, Akashi, I mean, basically the universe loves Akashi. I think there's like people on Zeta Reticuli. Yeah. Chef I love kiss. you guys. Bravo, bravo, Akashi. Everybody bravo. loves you. You're like, a, the Akashi. you're like a pasta oh, matriciana from Roma. So anyway. <laughs> I love DJ Nathan. Nathan, man. Oh. All right. So we're going to. Thank gonna, you, gonna, Mike, for everything. I just, I just fell in love with this whole group here. Thank you, guys. It's Mike, what a pimp, pleasure. Pimp all your business, please, Michael, please. Pimp your business. Pimp all your business. And we'll put it in the show notes along with uh, our friend Stephen Greer's flair. It's hot and hot, too. Can I get a hit? Can I get a Man. <laughs> You can find nice. me on Twitter at Singularity Mike. You can also find me on YouTube at The Singularity Lab. Make sure you follow us for the uh, breaking stories in science, technology, and futurism. Uh, we also cover UAPs. We'll see you there. Love you guys. Wait, oh, but how could you forget uh, the Unidentified Celebrity Review? And Madeline you can also find me on Fridays man. at the Unidentified Celebrity Review KGRA. And you can find us. Uh, we actually have live people on our Discord chatting right now. So if you guys want to hang out, I might even pop in there for a minute. Maybe. We'll see. I'll let you know. But I love you guys. And uh, we'll catch you uh, on UCR or the Singularity Lab and on UFO Twitter and the Discord. And uh, I'll be back here for sure. This is a blast. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? Yeah. All right. For Akashi Chris, Singularity Mike, my brother uh, at A Wave Soul, Nathan. This is DJ saying one love. Peace out. And we'll see Peace. you down the road. Oh.